Hey guys, welcome to the latest edition of the Blue Naughty Podcast. It, I believe it's the only USF podcast on the internet. Don't uh, fact yeah, check me on that. Exactly. Uh, on this week's show, we'll discuss head coach Charlie Strong's signing day press conference, recruiting, and the 1,400 people in the transfer portal, football coaching additions, men's basketball scheduling Florida College, and what's ahead for men's and women's basketball both. Plus, the bass sports start this week. Softball starts tomorrow. Yeah. And then baseball starts on the 15th. And then we have a special interview with Carla Mastro. Oh, God damn it. With Carla Mastraccio? Stracchi. Mastraccio. Yeah. We just said not to do the change. I know. Yeah, but I, know. I think Mastracchio. by saying that, like, you've And we have a cheat. special interview with Carla Mastracchio. Who's still in my phone is Carla Stevenson and will be until the That's day fine. she dies. From the board of directors of the Alumni Association to discuss the 2019 Green and Gold Gala. Gala. How fancy are we getting? Is it gala? Gala. Gala. It's so fancy, it's a gala. (laughs) You can drink Frosé at at the gala. gala. At at the Florida Florida Aquarium on February 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. Hashtag there will be penguins. There will be penguins. Hashtag. Actually, hashtag. There's a real hashtag. There's a bunch of real hashtags. Hashtag USFG3. Correct. And then, like, you should actually go, where can we get all the memes that you put out? Because they're hysterical. Um, 813area.com on IG, for sure. Yes. Um, I Are make you a lot of podcast? them. So. Where's our check? I make a lot of them. So, I don't know. I send them to the Alone Association. They post them. They're if you great. have anything fun, send it, and we'll link it in the description. Okay. Yeah. I, don't know if we know. I thought my Justin Timberlake one was great. Or my Backstreet Boys one was great. Was it... Um, Ain't nothing but a party. Yeah. Ain't nothing Something but like a, that, yeah. 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 So Dr. Carla Stevenson Mastraccio, welcome to the Illuminati podcast. Thanks for having me. So Carla, uh, we've known each other basically our entire adult lives. Basically. Actually, all of your entire adult life and like slightly 95% of mine. Um, we've met at USF a billion years ago. We are now old. We live three blocks from each other. Four. Four blocks from each other. We, um, every time we go somewhere, we end up in a neutral location. You've actually never even been here before, which is kind of amazing. I know, it's really weird. (laughs) I really like it. I like what you've done with the place. Thank you. And I literally, you live four blocks away. But the reason you're here on the Bluminati podcast is because you run the... What? I love this name so much. What? The podcast name. <laughs> you just figured out. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me what the name was. This is fabulous. So this no is the initiation. T- this is your initiation. Oh my God, I'm yeah. so excited. The shots are at the bar. That's why we get pizza. You know, we get pizza for, we, when Mike Kelly comes, we get pizza. We didn't get pizza for you. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I offered. You said no. Oh. Okay. Bad job by you. Oh, anyway, I asked. So right. we're um, here because you are the chair of the USF Green and Gold Gala, hashtag USFG3. Um, you have worked on this as hard as I've ever seen you work on anything, and I saw you get a doctorate. So tell us about this event, why you're doing it, um, what it means to the USF community, and why Anthony Vito who is here with us and his fiance should go to the event because they were on the fence. So pitch veto and tell everyone else who is listening 
why they should go. Okay. So um, I'm chair of the Green and Gold Gala. I'm so excited for it. So it's really, uh, I am. That was the South Tampa. I'm, so excited. By I'm the way. oh so excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm basic and I'm not going to, I'm, it's fine. Oh, I'm you really, are a lot of things. You are not basic. I'm very basic and it's fine. I will own it. It's fine. A basic so with a doctorate. Guess, oh man. So I would, I would say I would open with a question. Like, do you like penguins? I absolutely love penguins. (laughs) Well, there will be live penguins (laughs) at G3 because G3 is at the Florida Aquarium. So you can have live animals. So we have a set of penguins and we have a kissing duck. Does the duck kiss people? I think so. I'm not sure exactly how close you can get to the duck, but it definitely kisses something. So we have a kissing duck and we have some penguins that will be mingling with the crowd. And we also booked the black honkies, which is probably one of the best bands in Tampa. So we're so excited. So we booked the honkies. We have, um, a frozen champagne frosé bar. So all the cocktails on a stick. Uh, so we've got those, got a whole bar serving those and it's the same popsicles that they have in Disney world. Oh, so it's awesome. I know. So we're really excited about that. We have um, open bar beer and wine. So that's really good. And we have um, like heavy hors d'oeuvres. So that's good. Now we also have signature drinks sponsored by Rock Brothers for purchase. And the purchase goes towards the charity, which I'll talk about in a second. But they have uh, green and gold cubes that go in the drinks and light up. So you can either get a green drink or gold drink and it lights up. I'm sold. It's a really fun event. I'm telling you, we have so much fun planning it and it's just a cocktail party. So no tables, nothing super stuffy. I mean, there'll be places to sit down, obviously. Um, and we've got a live auction and we've got a silent auction. So I can talk about those items because they are, I don't know if I can, how much I can curse here, but they are like bad. We are rated on iTunes for profanity. Go ahead. Okay. So that's badass. I am obsessed with our auction. <laughs> even a curse <laughs> I can't ask us profanity. This is the fucking greatest event I've ever fucking seen. That, you gotta yeah. sell it, man. Okay. Come on. Well, you just did, so I'm cool. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> like, that was great. So we have, um, so we have a couple auctions for, um, auction items I want to talk about. One, it is, and I, I actually, I don't want to butcher this, but on United Airlines, there's like a beyond the platinum level. It's worth like $10,000 and it's basically all inclusive for everything. It's like the highest membership level on United you can possibly have ever. And like, they don't sell them. Illuminati podcast goals right there. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a baller type membership for an airline. And so we have one of those things. I think it's actually valued 8,000, not 10,000. So we have that for auction. I we've will all- give you $2. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a seven day cruise. We've got a Porsche driving experience in Atlanta and Ooh. we have a puppy for auction an actual live puppy and it comes with a gift basket it comes with it might come with some vet bill, some vet bills taken care of and things like that in your first visit but it has and we're working on that out right now but i mean it has a bunch of stuff that local boutiques are giving us for for the dog too so if you take the dog home you're not going to be just you know flying blind so the puppy's so, there the puppy is there and we actually have a kitten too oh so we I'm have sold. Like a live kitten and a puppy uh, so we have live kitten puppy porsche driving experience seven day cruise to where? Um, I think it's to the Bahamas or the Caribbean. I, I think it is somewhere uh, in the Caribbean. Ooh, can we, can we see the fire like, festival mm, island? <laughs> May 20th, yeah, this guy Billy donated it. It's amazing. He was super cool. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh man, what if the kitten and the puppy kiss the kissing duck? 
don't know if that's legal, like but yeah, sure. I think it's legal. I think it's illegal. Thirteen states. They just can't race. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's going to be really, really cool. So for. 70 bucks is the young alumni price, which I think is a steal. So, and that gets you pretty much everything but the signature drinks. So, I mean, it's a really, really fun party. Oh yeah. We also booked DJ by CJ. So D- the DJ is going to be doing the first half of the night and the honkies are going to close out the night, which is a pretty good combo. Hmm. Cause we wanted to kind of serve everyone. And then we've got this really cool lounge sponsored by bank of Tampa. And that's where we're going to put the frozen cocktail bar and an acoustic singer. So it'll be like really cool and like bluesy, you know, kind of a cool vibe versus like a woo vibe in the other room. So, so the reason we're doing this podcast now is we're actually going to hold off and have this done a little bit later, but I've had a couple of conversations with our friends at the alumni association about this event and it is proud. I mean, it's definitely going to sell out. So the question is just how many tickets do we have left and how much capacity will the aquarium give us? We don't know yet. So it's definitely going to sell out, but the problem becomes like how many people can we stuff in there and still have everybody be comfortable. Um, So that's what we're going to do. So that's why we're doing this now. If you have not bought your tickets, where can you buy your tickets, Carla? You can buy your tickets at usfalumni.org slash G3. That's usfalumni.org slash G3. And let's just say that there are some, definitely some pre-parties around this event around Tampa Bay. There will be some post-parties around this event on Tampa Bay area. Um, You will probably be able to find some of those things if you, I know there's a list of all the people that are going actually on the website already, which is super Mm -hmm. cool. So you you can see other people that you know that are already in friends of the blog on there already. I checked it out. Friends of the blog going? I have to say it doesn't encompass everyone. So um, we are probably right around, I don't want to misspeak, but probably probably around 500 tickets. Um, so that list does not reflect 500 tickets. It probably reflects like maybe 310 ish. I last time I checked, but most of the people I would say, um, are on that list. So you can check to see who's going. And so the thing is, is that they're really trying to make this like an event that is annual to bring everybody back to campus. So my buddy Ratner's coming up from Miami from this. We have a friend who I think is coming in from Charlotte for this. Mm-hmm. We have people coming DC, DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people come it's Seattle. Bright. We've got sorority groups meeting up for pre-parties before. It's going to be really fun. We have people coming from Sarasota, Orlando, Miami, that kind of thing. So it's cool. So if you work on a Sunday, is this a kind of thing you may want to take two days off for? Yes. It, It depends on how old you are. (laughs) <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> so you're I like, feel like if you're over 35, you might want to, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not um, young alumni, then not young alumni, you should Monday off. Um, but the, so the whole goal here is just to bring people back to the university, if not necessarily campus to the university, at least once a year and have a great event that brings everybody home and raise so, money for scholarships and raise money for scholarships. So now, um, there are two events where I think the alumni association runs every year where you can really count on having great attendance and feeling all that green and gold spirit. That's going to be the bar crawl and Ebor the week before football starts or two weeks so before fun. football starts. And, um, which I'm not, I'm going to miss that this year. Cause I'll oh. be in Hawaii. Oh, oh, I'm so sad for yeah, you. I know. Week wow. zero. Wow. Week zero. Hawaii, wow. Arizona in the bowl. Oh yeah. So you're not going to karaoke at the, that like kicks off football season. I know. I know. I'm going to be actually at the Hawaii, Arizona game in Honolulu. That's really cool. Yeah. Good job. Um, so, but the bar crawl and then this, so you get them about six months apart. You, it gives everybody a reason to come back to see, you know, the changes in campus and to keep in touch with the university, which is what we are all looking for. Yeah. We've gotten sponsorships from everyone from plug, plug yeah, away, women in leadership and philanthropy donated our 
selfie wall, which is amazing. And we cut a custom selfie wall built for us and it has neon and it's like super cool and it, it's going to look amazing on camera. So I know that's what people care about is taking fun, cute Instagram pictures. So we have that. We have Rocky. They are taking pictures with people. Obviously we can't have an event without Rocky. Is it Rocky in the tux? I, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. Um, I think we have to put in for it and I'm not sure what's available. They tell us about two weeks, maybe a week before which Rocky will be showing up. So I, I would love Rocky to come in the tux because I wanted him for my wedding, but we had too many people. We couldn't fit him in the restaurant where I had my wedding. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Your, that was not your wedding. There's my your wedding, wedding party. Because rece- you eloped for yeah, your wedding. I didn't really elope. During a football game. I didn't really elope. During a football game. You eloped. I didn't elope. I planned you, a wedding, didn't invite you, anybody. You, and I told people when I was going to get married. That's not eloping. None of us believed you because we're like, Carla's never doing this. And then you actually ended up at the Ritz-Carlton texting me while I'm watching a game, hammered drunk, going, I just got married. And I'm like, Well, I sent what? you a picture of my dog with a sign around her neck saying, Mom and Dad got married. That's Brilliant. what I did. Right. So, and then, yes. It was really fun. But anyway, the, the restaurant that we had our big party in, like, wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't fit like a big character like Rocky so it'll be mm. kind of cool if we, he shows up in the tux because I've always wanted an event with him in the tux so attire is going to be because this is down this is this shab, this is the shabby chic apartment and the listeners of this I podcast love the shabby chic apartment live for shabby chic so what is the attire for this because I do I own a tux I do not want to wear it no it's not fancy one of the things that I really wanted when um, I was planning this is I wanted a clear-cut dress code for people because it's a pain in the ass when you don't know what to wear when and they say things like black tie optional or black tie encourage. Like, what the hell does that mean? So, I, you know, we wanted really clear cut guidelines. So it's cocktail with a touch of green and gold if you have it. So short, fun dresses, maxi dresses, um, you know, little accents of green and gold for guys, you know, suit without the tie. And we also have, if you choose to wear a tie, we have a custom bow tie from Ella Bing that is our official bow tie of the USF Alumni Association. And you can go to Ella Bing on um, Howard Avenue, or you can visit Ella Bing's website, which I don't have off the top of my head, but can get, we can post that on Twitter or whatever platforms you all use. But you can get a custom bow tie that's green and gold for just for the event and then also wear it to other USF events year round. So. I was going to say, I'm going to wear my striped uh, necktie, but I might be a little overdressed. I I would go for the bow tie. My husband's wearing the bow tie. My friends are wearing the bow tie. It's pretty cool. So I'm excited they did that for us. All right. This is difficult, but the Ella Bing website is, now write this down, ellabing.com. E-L-L-A-B-I-N-G. Super hard. Super difficult. Yeah. $10 off your purchase when you go on the website mm-hmm. the first time. So Ooh, yeah. And I think the bow tie is like $20-something, so that's perfect. So you can pretty much get that for 10 bucks, probably. So I Googled cocktail attire. Oh, here we go. And oh, no. the first picture that came up is uh, a man in a pink suit, but it's actually just shorts. <laughs> it's a summer suit in different prints. <laughs> I kind of want to be him. I'm pretty sure that's um, uh, flamingo attire. There's, I mean, there's some, cla- like, would this be okay? I, know, n- but that's amazing. <laughs> and I want It's it. leopard print, tie, suit, and pants. Shorts. They're pants shorts. That's amazing. Shants. So. Shants. Shants. So don't do that. Yeah, don't wear shants. Got Actually, it. we had one guy last year when when the event was called Brahmin Bash, and we rebranded it um, to make it a little more fun because I don't really love the name Brahmin Bash personally, but we've had Brahmin Bash for the last eight years, and we had 
last year we had Robin Bash. One guy showed up in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt because he thought it was Hawaiian theme and it was cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't care. The reason you listen to this podcast is you don't want to be that guy. He was pretty. I mean, he was was cool. He was like, oh, I missed the dress code. Oh, well, let's grab a beer. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Was it was it Andy Taylor six? It was oh, not. Oh, man. So, Carla, um, you have done everything at this university except, well, you got your doctorate from Iowa, but I did. you got all of your other degrees from the beloved alma Or wait, did you get no, the master's in no. Iowa too? Yeah, master's, you got the master's in Iowa. Yeah. Okay. So you got all your degrees up there. You froze your butt off mm-hmm. for six years. Um, but you have taught at the university. You have been mm-hmm. an undergrad at the university. Mm-hmm. You have been an active and involved alumni, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why is this event so important? Well, I mean, USF has a large contingent of first-generation college students, and we also have a high percentage of Pell Grant recipients. So, I mean, we have a large underserved population at the university, so it's really important for the people that are more privileged to give back. And we can give back by having fun, and we can give back by by partying and having a great time, but we can't forget that scholarships are really important for a lot of students, and they wouldn't be able to get through college without them. So this event provides leadership programs like ambassadors and bulls in government and things like that. And then also we have established a green and gold gala scholarship for students. So that's this event supports both those things. All right. So that's a brilliant mission statement. I try. So, all right, last call. So you're one of my oldest and dearest friends. Thank you. Um, do we want to tell a story about the other one on the air and like just make for really great content? We can just cut it out later. If it's the Carla. other one? What yeah. do you mean the I other tell one? A, I tell my favorite Carlos oh. story. And you tell your favorite Colin story. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this should be fantastic. Okay. Okay. Should um, I go first? Yeah, you should go first because I don't, I don't have to think of one. Oh God, I've got like so many. I have to think about this. If at any I've point- got one for you about me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, go. So I remember one night we're going out with a bunch of people and you were like, this is boring. I'm taking you to some random bar in Carrollwood. And I was like, Carrollwood? 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 Wow. Going to North, like, North of Kennedy. Wow. And I was like, Shocking. okay. Like, all right. We must have been like 19. We <laughs> ended up at some Irish bar at some like strip mall in O'Brien's. 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 Oh, I, O'Brien's, O'Brien's is the best. I will ride. I will ride for O'Brien's. And I remember I just, I, I I was doing, I made all these new friends. It was so great. We had such a good time. And then I remember falling asleep in mid, I think it was like mid syllable, like in your car. (laughs) And I don't think you knew what to do with me because you're like, does she want to go home? Does she want to like spend the night at my place? Like, what does she want to do? And you didn't want to wake me because you were so nice. So we ended up pulling into your. Um, townhouse and I remember like waking up and be like oh we're calling this townhouse and then we walked in the townhouse and I was like okay I'm going to bed and you're like okay and I was like well, where are you sleeping and you're like well I'm sleeping on the couch I got really angry I felt really bad I started crying I was like I'm taking your bed I feel so bad so I remember you like wrapped me up in like a little burrito was this were, this is when you were dating what's his bucket yes yeah that and you wrapped me up in this little burrito and yeah. you like were so nice to me and you just like put me to bed and then I woke up and I was like that was fun I had a fun night Thanks, Colin. And then I went to work, I think, in the same clothes I went out in the night before. So that was fun. So my story is a little too similar because it's the same townhouse. But we did go to Village Inn very drunk one night. Mm -hmm. 
and I don't remember that. <laughs> do you remember? Do you I remember going to Village in that. I went to, we went to Village high school. In, I went a lot. Yeah, we went to Village in by South Tampa, but I, that's oh, not my did? favorite car. Oh, we did, and we woke up the next morning, and oh, you know, yeah, oh. there were good times. <laughs> no, that was the night. That that was the town. That was the other night. The was it? Night. Yeah. No, no, because like, yes. we were in Village in first. Maybe we did go to Village Inn. We went to Village Maybe that's where I fell asleep in syllable. Maybe yeah, that was the same story. All right. That was the same story. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Where you yeah, were. We had good times. That was good. Good times. And you were so nice to me. And that was, I was really was so appreciative. Yeah. So my favorite Carlos story is we were, I mean, we are th- over 30 at this point. We are old. Okay. And for some reason we were at McDinn's. Over 30? And both of us are over 30 and we were at McDinn's. And I don't know why, but we were there. Oh. And- you, you are one of my favorite people in the world. And for some reason, we are walking out of McDinton's and you are wearing heels that make you almost as tall as I I am. remember this. Okay. Yes. So you, we walk out. And so we're going somewhere else because we're at McDinton's and we're like, why are we here? And so we leave and you're walking down the street and you, you have, for those who can't see, she has long brown, now blondish, but at this point, like jet black long hair and she's walking in her heels and we're having a full conversation and she goes excuse me for just one minute takes her hair flips it in one false motion like all at once vomits all over the side of a sidewalk does not flinch pulls right back up puts her hair back and keeps walking yep. like nothing happened so, in heels. It me, is the most amazing thing I have ever so seen. So let me put that in context. <laughs> let me put oh. that in context. I was actually, actually, and I will, I'm going to revisit this for a second. It was actually a pashmina that I used to shield everyone from me throwing up. Mm. And I wasn't, we had gone to Bella's before. Okay, and uh, so I have this thing. Um, I have cystic uh, cystic stuff on my ovaries, my uterus. So when weird. those when those burst, I get really really sick. And sometimes I don't know when that's going to happen. So I'm very good about being like, I'll be right back if I have to go. So we were walking. And I was like, I have to go. I'll be excuse, excuse me. So I put this pashmina over me, like I was like in a <laughs> boutique or something. <laughs> Like, I was like, well, I guess that's it. All right, let's go. It was go. literally the most classic South Tampa vomit it I had like, ever seen. It, it was just like the perfect Carlo. It was amazing. It was. It was. Nate, I've done that many times. Nate, can you Google <laughs> Pashmina? Many, many times. I, it, it's, a, it's like a cashmere scarf. Isn't and, it? Yeah. Uh, it's in huh. a Friends episode. Yeah. I'm afraid I actually know what that is, but yeah. only because of you. They're very popular. So. They're very popular in around... around Maybe like 2003. And we were not over 30. We were I, over 30. We were not. This was we not were, that long ago. This was, tw- we were 28. So that would have been, <laughs> I remember this because that's when <laughs> Hannah met Paul. And no. they had just started. Yep. And Hannah, Hannah, and I remember Hannah was passing on shots and I wouldn't take one because I wasn't feeling well. Classiest vomit. And general. I didn't, I didn't drink at Bella's because I wasn't feeling well. Hmm. And anyway. I didn't want to get sick and like, you know. I will say yeah, it sounds very, I mean, elegant and I was um, very elegant. Yes. Yeah. yeah mm. I, I threw up in front of the sec deaf too. I can talk about that later. <laughs> um, she works at a, so your real job is your real job. I'm a communication consultant for the government. Oh, okay. And that's what I do. And there was one time where that's happened to me and I was at, um, a conference with called ASD Solik and I was at this conference and SecDef was there and I had to go and throw up. You have to explain what SecDef is to people. Secretary of Defense. Yeah. So, and he actually said, is she okay? Because you could hear me and they're like, she's fine. And I, you know, <laughs> I pop back out. I was like, hey. So, yeah. So, 
fantastic. I will say uh, my dad's picture is in the, on the wall at O'Brien's. Really? <laughs> really? Yep. Legend. Click on that. That's is this still there? Uh, it moved north uh, towards Northdale. Isn't there okay. a wine bar there now? I feel like there's a new wine bar there. The, okay, that used so to be O'Brien's. where um, the Cigar City Brew Pub used to be. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, place yeah. was great. Yeah, like, I don't know that was like I a good of it. I love that place. I, it was probably yeah. just the lease or something. They probably just like, couldn't work with them. No, for, it's no one, too expensive. No and Carol Wood. Tampa cares about craft beer. But it was so good. That play, no, they had great they food, too. Yeah, it was It was really nice. Even like to go to watch a game, it was popping. Have you been to Sacred Pepper? This is nice. Well, that is really pretty. Does it come in green? What? I don't know. What is it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, we're shopping for dresses. Oh. Yeah, we're totally shopping for dresses. Are you get? Are you doing the spray tan thing? Oh, let's talk about, we actually put this in the podcast. Oh. So all the partners like the spray tan and the all hair right. and all that so shit. So we actually don't have a spray tan partner? But I thought we did. No, we don't. But I will talk. Thanks okay, so let's talk about our partners for green and gold gala attire and stuff like that so we've got sweet southern chic on bay to bay and they are offering a discount on dresses mm-hmm. like, i think it's 10 percent got below dry bar and they are offering a discount on hair i'm not sure if makeup is included but definitely hair and i think you get a green and gold cocktail complimentary while you're getting your hair done if you Ooh, mention fancy. the gala um there's for guys kirby's menswear on del mabry will offer a 10 percent discount if you mention the gala salt pines in hyde park village will also give you a discount with mention of the gala and then of course ella bing bow ties so get your bow tie Get your shirt from Salt Pines. Get something fun from Kirby's. So it'll be fun. This was fantastic. Thanks for coming, my Thank dear. Thank you for Thank having you so me. Much it was for a pleasure. The Bluminati podcast on the Bluminati podcast. And her wedding reception Yikes. was kind of fantastic because it was it was ex- so fun. It was at Spain downtown. It was a bar, and the we just bar. we just all got absolutely shit faced we so we had we to a, pay there's a them. picture of like 15 of us doing a shot together that we, is one of my favorites yeah we had to pay them an extra thousand dollars i think for the bar no for the dj because people wanted us didn't want to stop dancing oh that was us yeah yeah and, uh, there were, he was already and so such a nice guy and Artie was like uh you only paid me for like four hours. Should we keep going? And Fran was like, here's my <laughs> It's fine. He's like, okay. So it was just really funny because no one would stop dancing. It was just, I was surprised. So uh, I decided that's what I want my wedding to be just at a bar. You know, really? there are, I had friends that have done it at just places like Four Green or like, you know, even Pete's Place and stuff like that. It's actually really fun. He told me American Social. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Getting hitched. Yep. It's fucking terrible. But it'll be fun and something you Every single t- we started putting together the wedding invitations to yeah. send out like in the next week or so. Your wedding invitation was my favorite. It was. What? Your wedding invitation was mine? My- yeah. Because it was just you going, I'm married. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No. No, not I'm not saying the real invitational wedding. It was like when you when you had the little picture that you sent to all of us, like I'm married, and I was like, "Oh, thanks for the invitation." Oh, get it? Yeah, yeah that it's was not funny. A formal invitation. That was, I was like, "That's not my formal invitation." So he's a huge Disney head, and you're a huge Disney head. You two so should fun. actually get together. My fiance is actually at Disney right now. Aww. Nate's eyes day. lit up. By the way, I know you can't see that through the magic of your earphones. I only go to Epcot. That's where all. Yeah, we the only, only go to drinking around the world. We don't okay. really go in like the festivals and stuff. We don't really but, go to Disney World. Food and wine, brown really derby. Good. Yeah, I like Flower Garden better, but I like food and wine too. Food and wine's good. Have you been on the Frozen ride? 
Yes. <laughs> Not a fan? It's so long. It's like a 50-minute wait. I'm like, really? Use your oh, fast you, pass. You have, no, you have to go at the end of the night. Go oh, at the end of the night where everyone watches sense. the fireworks. At the, like, cause yeah, the frozen. At Epcot, the... The fireworks are literally when the park's close when right. the park closes. Yeah. So if you're in line at eight fifty nine, you're good. And it the line's like fifteen minutes. But you miss fireworks. But it's fireworks. Go go on the right. I miss well, no. Okay. Honestly. I am very anti fireworks as a rule. I think fireworks Why? are lame. I just like if oh it's Fourth of July, let's blow shit up. No, that's not a thing. Okay. It's, a, Shows it's like are visual good. art. It's not visual it, art. Yes, like, it is. Pyrotechnics is a thing. It's like a whole art to it. You have to go to school and everything. There, this well, guy, um, well, this guy would have done that. Yeah. But like the but to me, like fireworks are just like, oh, shit's blowing up. Whatever. I don't really want to like stay and watch a whole show, but I mean, I appreciate that people have been trained to do this. I think it's kind of cool. So like for, I was in Philly for 4th of July last year for your birthday. Oh, fun. And like we watched stuff blow up. And I'm like, oh, I'm like multiple miles away. I can see the same thing that everybody else is yeah. stranded on the parkway is. It's not like that big a deal. Okay, whatever. But the world showcase. That, that fireworks show. If you're going to do a fireworks show, it's, it's really good. It's so sad. It's replaced by yeah. something. Illuminations being replaced by something yeah. else. But so Illuminations cool. is by far the best Disney show. Yeah, I've probably really seen is. it 40 times because I used to work there when I was a kid. I've probably seen that show 40 times in my yeah. life and it's really good. Yeah, Every I don't know why time. they want to replace it. All right. Oh, we're wow. going to we're going to do sports so you can go. Um, Cause oh, we're going to do sports from here on out. Okay. And then, um, but you don't, you could stay if you want mm. and opine. You hang out. You want to talk about sports? If you want to, I can talk about sports. Okay. Like let's do what? this. All right. <laughs> I'm, 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 you're multifaceted, multifaceted. This is actually going to be good because you're going to like go into an aside that I'm going to absolutely think is hysterical. I can't wait. Let's do that. The Illuminati though. I don't know how you pronounce that. The bull Illuminati. I feel like you have to really sell the bull, sell the bull because then you'll say it sounds like bloom. Illuminati. Yeah, actually, it's it's really funny when he um, when you guys get like coaches on like Coach Charlie Strong. Welcome to the Illuminati podcast, and he just like laughs. He's like, "What? <laughs> what, <the laughs> what is this?" I think it's kind of fun. So uh, you've had Charlie on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Did you tell him to get a defense and an offense? Well, he had a defense prior to last season. Yeah. This year, he just needs transfers. We're going to discuss that right now. Yeah. Hi, go. All right. And makes for bad radio. Guys, right, Nate, what do we got? This is great radio. Uh, Amazing radio. I'll fight you. <laughs> let's just jump into it. Uh, Charlie Strong had spoke to the media for the first time since after the Gasparilla Bowl. Wait for a second. Are we going to jump into the portal? Oh! That was Wait, awful. A portal? That was fucking terrible. Oh, there's a portal. Oh my you God, are the worst. How are we going to have players if we don't have a portal, Carla? Honestly. So, uh, lots to go over. Today is National Signing Day. Uh, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How many players we signed today, Nate? Uh, Christian Helms. Uh, he signed his, I believe he signed his academic scholarship as a preferred walk-on wide receiver. So we literally landed no. zero LOIs today. Zero. Um, <laughs> so. But yeah, no, I get really it. Really dumb question because sure. I don't get it. No, that's good. No, this and is I'm good. I'm not going to ask the dumb question. I think it's a question that a lot of people have. Like, how does this guy still have a job? Like, if I if I had a goal and was like, hey, you have to bring in sixty people, even if I brought in thirty or twenty, at least I would bring in something, and they would be like, hey, what can we do to get you there? That's what I would tell anyone that I that worked for me, or I would say, hey, how can we help you get there? So. 
if I brought in zero, I'd be like, mm, we're going to have to have a conversation while you pack up your stuff and go. So here's how this works. Now, there are two signing days nowadays as of last year. So we already signed 19 kids in the early signing period. You're only allowed to sign 25 in a class. So that means we have up to and did we backdate anybody, by the way? We four. So we got four available. OK, so, so we backdated. Oh, so we backdated four. So we have two available. No, we backdated four, so we had like 10 scholarships. Well, okay. we had 10 we, people we could sign. So we have 10 available in the class. Okay. Oh, 15 minus, 19 minus four. Okay, I got it. So we have 15 kids available. So now- we no, You're signed, not selling this here. There were two targets that they wanted today. They whiffed on both. They went over for two today. One went to Syracuse, one went to Kansas. We're losing kids to Kansas. Again, Kansas. Orange is a cool place. Do you know what Kansas has that we don't? An indoor practice facility. So, beep, 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 beep. right. So that happens. So we lost. So there are 10 scholarships available and we can go into what is now known as the transfer portal. Whereas coach strong and Nate discuss. There's 1400 names in the transfer portal right now from all the different schools in FBS football, FCS football, whoever wants to transfer, uh, tells the school that they're at, hey, I want to transfer. And within two days, their name has to be in the transfer portal. So this is basically a sorority rush for. Yes, that is oh the perfect God. analogy. Oh, jeez, You got to not you were you were part of KD. KD you, wasn't working out for you. So now you can re-enter the rush process. Oh, without having to sit out. Well, you do have to sit out. Actually, you have to sit out of here. It's so much. It's like the same thing. So you have to sit out. And now like AD Pi and try it out. Whomever can try and recruit you now because it wasn't working out for you with KD. Right. Amazing. That is the it's best analogy I've ever heard for the transfer portal. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that'll. <laughs> this um, is great. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Glad I could be, I could can we put of. that on the house account like right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do, do it. it right now. All right. My work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, uh, what? I'm the floor box away if you need anything. <laughs> Get her in the Slack channel. Yeah, get in Slack. You love it. It's amazing. Oh my god, I have like ten Slack channels going on. Like, so anyway, so they wanted to get a pass rusher. That was Stephen uh, Litton, who went to Syracuse, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he went to Syracuse, and then they had a DB who went to Kansas. Uh, Charlie Strong said we wanted a pass rusher, and that's what we missed out on. If we can find us a pass rusher and also a defensive back, and then he specified a safety, whatever there is, if it's a really good football player, then we're going to take him. USF has four early enrollees. Three of them are DBs. One's a prep school defensive end. And that's where USF hurt uh, was hurt so badly last year, uh, especially in play and then in, with graduations. And getting three guys, what a real shame that they couldn't get more, uh, especially these two guys. These two guys were studs. Uh, I had Kenny Logan's... Um, Signs his USF letter of intent pre-written three days ago because I felt confident. I spoke to some people, felt pretty good. I was like, all right, of these two guys, who should I write? They told me Kenny. Man, we miss out on both. Uh, you know, it's really it's tough when you don't have three coaches on the trail. Amazing how that works. Um, and Charlie gave the guys who are, were out on the trail, Sean King, Charlie Williams, Sean Cronin, BJM, and uh, Justin Burke, a lot of credit for covering the entire state of Florida, going up into Georgia, securing Jaquez Evans, who flipped and then didn't flip and then flipped back again uh, from Cincinnati to USF to 
kind of keep the class intact back in December. All while the offensive coordinator was gone. Yep. All so. while the offense coordinator was gone, we had no idea who the offense coordinator is going to be. And we still don't know who's going to be the DB's coach. And then there's still two positions. It could be another defensive end coach taking place of Damon Cogdell or something. So a lot to go over. Uh, running backs are bare, barren uh, production wise. You've got two very top heavy in Jordan Cronkright and Johnny Ford. And then maybe pretty much me? we all have the same amount of carries as the guys behind them. Carla, how can you make a cut in, in spikes? Because we could probably use you um, behind the line of scrimmage. I'm okay. You okay? I can hold my own. Make a move. Um, so it could be worse. I mean, um, I don't want to brag, but. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be we don't have a I'll backup like quarterback. Up or anything, you know? It'd be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're on a laughing fit. Um, so it could be worse. Um, Willie Taggart has not recruited a quarterback yet, and he went to the Richard Nixon secret plan to get out of Vietnam as his excuse as to why he doesn't have a quarterback yet. That was Trump. That was a Trump thing right there. Wow. I was like, like God, a- I have a plan. We have a plan for quarterback. Uh, I don't want to talk about it yet, but there's definitely a plan in place. It's Carla, you are political plan. rhetoric. You have a doctorate in political rhetoric. I am. Um, I've been state of the union for like two days. Right. Is that literally exactly what Richard Nixon said was his plan to get out of Vietnam? Oh my like, gosh. To don't, the letter? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have to look that up. Like, I'm not I'm not one of those people. Oh, I'm one so of those people. I it yeah. is, and I am one of those people. I do. Uh, I will say, fun fact for you, is mm. the Contemporary Hotel was the uh, site of the checker speech. Correct. So every time I go there, I'm like, oh, checkers. A little Disneyana for you. Yeah. A little Disneyana trivia oh, it's here. Great hotel. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it could be worse. Um, but the fact that we have 10 spots available and um, three new coaches and a big old transfer portal and it's warm in Tampa um, and the weather is good and we've got a new offensive coordinator who can show some kids on tape, hey, we're going to friggin' throw the ball. Um, maybe we can reel a few in. I'm thinking of kids like, Temi Alaka, who came in here as a wide receiver threat for a one year. Mm-hmm. Um, kids like uh, George Campbell was floated to me today. Okay. The Florida State wide receiver. Yeah, and he went to East Lake Mile Water. So there's connections there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he was a, I believe he was a five star recruit going into Florida State. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, where he ends up. But hmm. it's possible. This we, is my we, know, face. we know Charlie likes his transfers. <laughs> <laughs> he does like his transfer. That's, I mean, that's important. You do. And you know, in the new modern college football, the transfer is going to become more and more important because you need to fill holes. Correct. So I think this is, if we're really leaving these kids open and we're really going to land them, then I'm fine with this. Um, and also it helps spread out the classes a little bit because, you know, when you take in 17 kids two years ago and there's four left on the team, a three. There's four guys left from the 2016 class. Give them some respect. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. My God. So when you've got four kids left from a class from two and three years ago, yeah, you're going to need to spread it out a little bit. So I'm okay with and this. And then six from the 2015 class. Either the other the other guys have either graduated or dismissed left. from the team. I really don't want to be that guy because I know like built the program back up, but was Willie Taggart maybe not the best recruiter that we think he is. He no, drilled he that 2014 class. He 14 nailed it. Was amazing. It set us up. Dude, I, I, 
But Dude. does it just show you that you can have one good class and that sets you up for four years? But it years? was a Goldberg jackknife powerbomb of flawless. Like it was, could not have been better. But even even the 2013 class, um, are you putting this on social? Yes. Was <laughs> pretty dang I fully good. support it. Um, just on my Insta story, nothing, in, nothing no, okay, super right. important. <laughs> So uh, okay, so Mike White in 2013, uh, mm-hmm. Derek Calloway. If he, man, what a He's what a mess up. on that. Uh, Deidre Sanat, who's in the NFL. Dominic Threet was a two-year starter. Nigel Harris was a three-year starter. Uh, Jeremy Hall was a starter. Nate Godwin was a starter. Cam Ruff, Eric Mays, uh, Mike Jeez. Mike Love, so uh, <laughs> Darius Dice. I was going to say Hassan Childs, but whoops. Oh block. Uh, Darius Tice, uh, Bruce Hector, Johnny Ford, Terrell Safford, Emilio Nadamon, and Augie Sanchez. So that 2013 class, 2014 class set him up. And then I, the 2016 class was the, I'm going big because I'm not going to be here next year. Right. And I mean, that's what happens. I mean, your best recruit is uh, in the transfer portal and Darnell Solomon. Uh, Charlie Strong did mention of the 11 guys who were uh, suspended for the Gasparilla guy, uh, Gasparilla Bowl. There are a couple who could work their way back Correct. onto the team. And you yes. two floated that that might that might have been Darnell Solomon, but he's in the transfer portal. You can take your name out of the transfer yes. portal. I didn't float. I didn't on, float on Saturday. We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we uh, mentioned it. Wasn't like beforehand, but it was yeah, yeah, more yeah. of a just because they're yeah. dismissed for the bowl game does not mean they can't work. It does back. not mean they can come back. But Solomon is not a specific name that I knew anything about. Correct. Be honest. Okay. Um, um, I and God, look, I, <laughs> that kid's the most talented wide receiver that this school's ever recruited. So, I, I mean, I know he had problems with the drops last year and some other things, but that's a kid you're going to want, especially in this new offense, that he's going to be a really good fit for what they want to do, which is stretch the field vertically because he's a burner who can get open, and that's kind of a good thing. Stephen Bravo Brown would like a word. Oh my guy. That's so my I dude. was thinking, I was like, Rodney, wait, no, he was going to transfer. Mark, uh, no, nah, he was a transfer. <laughs> Bravo's my dude though. That's a good guy. He's coaching up at, uh, Eddie McDoo, man, transfer too. So I'm not, I'm not against, um, transfers, especially if you need to re- replace. Um, I, I know a lot of people were upset that you didn't get the two guys you wanted, but it's worth not bringing guys in having a scholarship. If that's not what you really want. Now I know a lot of us are kind of, on the fence with Charlie right now. So it just seems like it's a swing and a miss, especially you're, you're the fourth and ranked in the American right now with the new so no, or sixth or sixth or sixth or sixth where we are oh. behind that shitty ass team in Greenville, Again, which is not, not impressed, not impressed. even Carl is not impressed. Nope. Then I'm definitely not impressed. Um, so the thing is, is that we have, I'm okay with this as a process. If and and let's face it, everything that we know about recruiting has changed in the last 18 months. There's now an early signing period. It's the second year of the early signing. It's the first year of the transfer portal. So this is fundamentally changing on the ground how this shit works. And those that adjust to the new system, to the new environment, the best will be the most successful. So I am a little more reticent than I would normally be to be like, we got the sixth best class in the conference. This is bullshit. We should never be below three ever in this conference ever, ever, ever. So to be sixth is not acceptable, but let me see where we are August 1st when practice starts. 
Now, I know we'll wrap up a post with, because numbers matter, especially with 247 Composite, how many signees and what the rankings are, things like that. And I don't know, I guess you would consider, since they had to sit out a year, what does Eddie McDoom do? What does Jacob Mathis do? Obviously, you have Blake Barnett, Jordan Cronkite, all um, transfers that Strong brought in. Now, the Duke, the Duke duo are no longer here, but if those guys in one or two years that they've been here flip and make a difference, then you got to think about adding that towards what that recruiting class quote unquote is. And I'm curious yeah. if there's ever going to be a ranking. I know two four seven has a, there are a portal no, about that, but yeah, they've added to it. They've actually tried to make recruiting much more holistic in terms of with the transfer portal. And you know what? The portal, it's great for the student athlete. We are pro portal here because that is good. It makes things better for the kids and that should be the goal. However, it does change the dynamics on the ground and how things should be graded. So, Knowing that we're probably gonna need a little more data set before we can make it, start making some analysis. All I know is if we get our pants beat off by freaking Wisconsin, um, none of this shit's gonna matter because yeah. Yeah. I, and that's weak. And by the way, that is your first game of the season. And Carla, mm-hmm. as a former advisor to AD Pi, if you could make sure that Greek rush I is not sure opening anything. week, that would be great. I cannot make sure anything. Okay. I did ask some people in athletics to make sure they work with, um, office of student life. And I know that they are working on that. So, I mean, that would be really helpful. It would, I think my issue, I'm sorry. You don't have to, is this better? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So the office of student life, I think probably would say, Hey, we're going to, and I'm thinking through this as I'm talking, so bear with me. Um, we're going to have like a day, a break day where the men and women can go to the game. But there's problems with that because there's behavior issues. That you, there's certain things you can't do during that week. You can't get drunk can't, in the parking lot before the game. Can't be you can't suspended. wear letters. You can't do all that stuff. So right. it doesn't really help anybody because a lot of people don't want to go because of those reasons. So you can't, you can't be seen. Talking so to boys, you do? can't be seen, whatever. So God forbid really you're not needs, drinking. God hold forbid. On, on. This is bullshit. Oh we, my God. You can do bit house or the female equivalent of bit house. I mm-hmm. forget. I, I got to be our girl, Danielle Traub one year was president and I got to be involved in all of this because I was sure. the vice president. Yes. And I saw girls sobbing because they didn't get the bid that they wanted. Right. Like literally in, sure. the, in the basement of the old. Yeah, Marshall that happens Center. sometimes. Right. And it's very sad. It's very awful. So I've been through this process as close as a male can be. You've been through this process before it was the first week of school. That's the difference. Correct. So my thing is do it Friday night. Do it Friday night, everybody go to the game. Everybody's got their letters on it. Go out Friday night, have a ball. And then Saturday morning, you go to the game. Because Why is this hard? Because they would have to schedule with all the other buildings on campus about that. And it's just, it's a okay. lot. It's Okay. You should call them and ask them. That's what we need to do. You should call just them and ask do them. Say that we in the podcast. Do West Cuts on Thursday. See? Do, do your final candlelight events that you're not supposed to talk about on Thursday nights. And then Friday, do the whole do the envelopes and the whole big thing. It's not that hard. It can be done on a Friday. And then everybody goes to the game on Saturday in their letters, go Bulls. Why is this so difficult? Uh, so I just want to go over some comments from Charlie Strong in the press conference. Um, he, he, I mean, we I threw this in the Slack and uh, you blew up on me. Um, <laughs> it, uh, which, what did I say? Well, he said... Scripting your you? intro? 
Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Please do. No, go yeah, ahead. This one. Okay. Um, when you have the season we had last year, change is really needed, and change was needed. It just gives the players a different different outlook. They get a lot more positive. They start working a little harder. Charlie Strong on the five coaching changes. That literally means nothing. The sentence literally means nothing. Thank you. There are words. There are syllables. There's a subject verb agreement, but the sentence means nothing. I, she is I mean, an expert in this. I've, expert. I've learned yeah. today. I mean, does he have a communication person? Because I really would love to talk to them. In Slack, Stieg said, Strong seemed confident in the press conference. And I said, much better today. Glad he acknowledged it was broken last year. And then you said, quotes, were we not just 7-0? and <clears throat> Question mark, question mark. Space. Miss me with that bullshit. Don't tell me how broken it was when you were defending it three-fourths of the way through the season. And then I said, because you have been Mr. Everything's be nice, be nice, Mr. Flowery, be nice, be nice, peace, peace, and love. I said, now you want to be mean. Make up your damn mind. Okay. So the reason there is a difference between, and the reason we were discussing there is there was another thing going on that is unrelated to this podcast where I said, Kindness, kindness and benevolence is a good thing. And you should always look at people with a level of kindness and benevolence and understand their motivations and why they do the things they do. And just be a, just sometimes it's okay to take the high road and be a better person. I think you two who see me in Slack all the time, see me say these things like, Let's not start fights. Let's not be assholes. You're really not fun anymore. Yeah, you guys get all pissed off at me because I'm all zen and like kumbaya and shit. And I totally get that. And I, but I really think that like conflict, especially public conflict, just nobody wins. Take the high road. It's fine. It's all good. Can we say what you at what you followed up with when I said why now you want to be mean? You said one is patent intellectual dishonesty of a man representing a public institution. Yeah. And and I agree with that. So here's the difference. When you are acting as a representative of the football program of the University of South Florida, which is 38 percent funded by students um, and is a public good, you are held to a different standard of rhetorical integrity. And I have a problem with um saying were we not just seven and zero, and then coming back literally three regular season and one disaster of a bowl game later and saying yeah it was really bad last year well you know what tell me when you're seven and two how bad it was don't tell me were we not just seven and oh if it's bad it was bad then like don't don't tell oh it all just got all real went all the shit all at once bullshit don't lie to me um the only thing that i ask is intellectual integrity and you can spin me and you can say, you know, I really hope we do this and blah, 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 blah. But then, you know, miss me with this. Oh, you know, it was just really bad last year. You got six recruits left from four kids left from a class of two years ago of 17, uh, 16, 16. So, so two and a half years, your four year starters. Yeah. You have six left. You four got left, excuse me, four left out of 17 from 2016. That's on you. Sorry. That's on you. And, that's not good enough and that's not okay. Now, having said all that, I don't think Charlie's a bad person. I don't think he's a bad guy. Um, I think he tries to do the right thing, but there is a break between his communication with his fans and this university and his program and reality. And that is not okay. So 
And guess what? You know how this all gets solved? Go Nick Saban. You know who does this crap more than anybody? Nick Saban. You know what else he does? Wins 90-some percent of his effing games. You can get away with this if you're winning all the time. When you're not winning, this ain't good enough. So, <laughs> hi, Carla. Go ahead. She put her hand up, by the way. It's a podcast. Don't you mean 0-7? No, we were 7-0. and 0, and Oh, then, okay. I see what you're saying. And then he goes, were we not? Nate asked him a question about moving around some coaches. And this was after we were 7-2, and two, correct? Mm-hmm. Was this after Tulane? Yeah. Okay. So, after the Tulane game, Nate casts him and says, um, you know, have you thought about moving around some coaches, which he had done at Texas, which he had done at Louisville, which is a thing that he had done previously midseason. And I mean, he demoted a guy after a game. He demoted uh, a guy after a game before. And so and so Nate asked a very appropriate question, which was, do you plan on moving any coaches around after you just got housed by fucking Tulane in your own building? And he goes, were we not just seven and oh? But now you're not. Right. And guess what? So. You haven't won a game since. So, and now you come out and say, yeah, it was really bad last year. We needed to make some wholesale changes. You needed to make those wholesale changes probably when you were still 7-0 and because there was a problem at the core of the program. Sure, I would agree with that. Right. I mean, even, so, even when you see them play in the first seven games, they got lucky a couple of times. And it was clear yeah. that something wasn't clicking with the rhythm. So for me, when I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, there's something up here. I'm glad you won, but that doesn't, a win doesn't necessarily mean that your program is whole and that you are doing the things you need to do to sustain a successful program. So. Where's that Michael Scott? Thank you. <laughs> like I said, I live exactly. more blocks away. I can come back if you need me. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, just <laughs> let me know. And this is bye. That, bye. that was on the American athletic conference, tele uh, conference. So everybody calls in, talks to the coaches. And the minute that Nate asked that question, it was a very legitimate question. It wasn't anything uh, egregious or anything. Uh, it literally sucked the wind out of the room. And yeah. I remember yeah, you was, even was, taking it back. No, it was, it um, was really bad. Um, and, and it was a piss poor effort by me with a follow up. But I will preface this by saying Charlie was asked this question on, on the Saturday after the game. So I phrase it. OK, after watching the game film, are you still Correct. going to stay with the coaches? So I just were we Nate, were we not just seven? And, and I, I want to say that I what in Slack today, I said, I think. The were we not seven and zero needs to be buried and suffocated with a bleach soaked pillow. Cause it, I I'm over it. Uh, I, I will take the, I will take Charlie's that, acknowledgement of yeah uh, shit was fucked up last year. So then tell me shit is fucked up he, while shit is being fucked I under, up. Now I, I can understand that I can't believe I'm being the show for USF Athletics right now. That's insane. That's so it, that's did we just become best friends? Because we just totally like <laughs> freaking went Parent Trap or what is that? Uh, Freaky Friday. That's, we just yeah, went Freaky Friday where we just switched. so <laughs> it's did you switch what, what's he gonna do? Mid like what's he going to do mid season that's not just going to crumble it even further? I, yeah, I, I think the, I think the issue was with the reaction. Then hashtag USF Twitter took it to another dimension that didn't need to be there and just you know rolled up on everybody's mentions about it. And at the end of the year, he did do things. He not only pushed some um, student athletes out of the out of the program. He pushed a lot of coaches out and didn't necessarily specifically give a reason why. Yep. He just said there need to be changes and we see a legitimate change in bringing an offensive coordinator. There was four that definitely were not going to be retained. I, From what I understand, the Tommy Restivo to UMass thing kind of took everyone by surprise. Okay. 
but because he was brought in from some D2 school, FCS school, and then he's gone a year later. So that was weird. Well, congratulations to him. And he actually... He's taking it's like a lateral for him. Now, right? It could be a lot. We're not sure of the specifics, but from what I understand, uh, the the last, as I mentioned on Saturday's podcast, the last guy that had his job is making less than he was at USF. Phenom. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, Springs, Springs right around the corner, guys. Just hold out. We'll be there and then we won't take anything from it except Kerwin Bell's offense is going to be awesome. Um, and I'm really excited. For the how what the offensive line does, uh, everyone has starts under their belt from left tackle to right tackle. There's a couple swing guys that you need. We all know my feelings about Michael Wiggs, but he's got some starts under his belt. Hal Roberson has some starts under his belt that will help. You need seven to eight offensive linemen, maybe even nine, that you're okay with getting into a game. Um, defensively. We'll get there. They're getting bigger. Uh, Charlie Strong that said that today. They're they're getting bigger. They're work the the winter workouts are working. They're what the hell is that? This is a nice neighborhood. This is a family show. <laughs> that is my that is my upstairs neighbor. Is that a vacuum or a yes, miter saw? It's vacuum. <laughs> I like, thought he was drilling something. I'm like a murderino. I'm like, is he murdering anyone? Oh my god. Give me like two minutes, it'll go away. He's, yes. It's Jim upstairs. He's terrific. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about my favorite murder. Yeah, well, yeah, I have listened to like 20, 26 true crime shows. So yeah, that's just one of them. Perfect. Just true crime shows. I went to that uh, live cast. My, uh, oh, I did too. It was so fun. Really? Yeah, that was pretty fun. I'm a Karen. Anyway. I'm a Steven. You really are a Steven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the, he's their podcast producer. And go. I'm, Look at that. that out, I don't care. You really <laughs> anyway, are a Steven. Segue. I mean, there's a lot of bigger guys that were true freshmen last year. So in theory, oh, uh, my dear John Waller, God. Devin Leacock. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. They never, they, those guys never saw the field. Um, Charlie Strong did mention uh, Kelly Jorner. Uh, he's the freshman coming in this year. And... He had a thousand yards rushing in three games before he broke his leg. Like that is ridiculous to do. Do we know John Waller is listed as an offensive lineman now? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it it's an every other day kind of thing. Um, yeah. So Kelly Joyner, a thousand yards, and this is what he this is what Charlie had to say. You know, the first three games he has a thousand yards rushing. You don't want to see him break his leg, but if he doesn't, what what does he end up with? Then does everyone come in and opens the door and starts recruiting him? I'm glad we got him because he's a dynamic player. He's listed as a wide receiver, but he said he can kind of do a bit of everything. I think this may be uh, you know, a Johnny Ford type role, but more in the passing game than in the running game. Uh, so. It, it, there's pieces here. Let Kerwin Bell cook. I think this is really what it comes down to. Um, if he gets full control, I think we feel a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, I asked that, and I was, you know, I asked about third and fourth down situations and uh, Kerwin Bell seemed to be ultra aggressive on the plus side of the field. And Charlie just said, you know, it really comes down to game flow and how the game's been going on and whatnot. That kind of thing. But we'll get there. Uh, Joey Knight, Tampa Bay Times reported uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, former Bucks assistant defensive line coach Paul Spicer will be the defense ends coach. Um, haven't really heard much from that either way. So I'm just going to kind of go run with that as fact. So there's really two spots left. And who else? Who else could it be? Who knows? We, we want a decent recruiter. 
mm-hmm. for the Miami area because both guys are no longer with the program. Was he no longer with the Bucks? Now with their coaching Correct. change, okay. he was not retained. Was he one of the Mike Smith victims? I mean, the defensive line put up like 36 sacks this year. JPP at 12 and a half. When McCoy you have, you have was still, McCoy, JPP. I mean, it wasn't a defensive line. Gotcha. All right. So we're, that, we're not going to, the, the point is, is that we're not going to really know anything until spring ball. And then even then we won't really. And even much. then. And so let's hope we land a couple kids in the portal, but you know, and by the way, if we roll in with like one addition who's like a two and a half star who didn't play at some other, you know, P five school and it all of a sudden rolls in and that's all we get. That ain't good enough. We need to get some kids in the door, hopefully with some experience, but at least with some ceiling, that's gotta be the most important thing. And that's how we've got to judge this. So I'm willing to hold off, but damn it. I need some kids lined up against Wisconsin that are not anywhere near this program right now and are in the portal. Yep. I will say keeping the line fair every year that Charlie's been here, he's brought in some pretty decent transfers. So. Absolutely. Got to give it to him. Yep. Let's see. All right. What else? Basketball. Basketball. We're we have a basketball, basketball team? We're, uh, we're a basketball we're school. We are a basketball school, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Yeah. Show Can I go hoops. home now? Yeah, you know. <laughs> bye, Carla. Like, can I go home Peace now? Out. Yeah. Peace yeah. out, honey. Like, you get to basketball, I'm like, bye. <laughs> oh, Thanks man. Wait till we get to me. tennis and golf. Make sure I look nice because I'm on the board. Yes. So, Nate, talk to me about how excited you are about uh, us playing Florida College. Guys, you don't understand how (laughs) fucking excited I am that the Florida College Falcons are playing the University of South Florida Bulls men's basketball team (laughs) February 19th at 4 p.m. Like, you do not understand. This is like, I've been to three basketball camps in my lifetime. All three are with these two schools. I went to two under Seth Greenberg and then one at FC. Can we talk about FC as a cult? Because it's basically a cult on some websites. <clears throat> okay. I, I've made the joke. So our former podcast sponsor yes. is a church of Christ member. That is the church. 813. 426-6592. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you guys still need some RP electrical solutions in your life. Um, he is a church of Christ member. His grandfather was the pastor of this church for many years before he passed away uh oh eight months ago um the dean of students at florida college is the pastor now at phil's church so there's a long connection i've gone to this church many times growing up i've made the oh you sacrifice cats joke many times (laughs) it's not true they have demerits. Their students get demerits. They're in college and they get. They know this. They and they know. But that's what it, you know. What's the 2018 Hillsborough County Basketball Player of the Year, Matt Simpson, comes off the bench for Florida College. Okay, so you know who else knows what they're getting into? R. Kelly's lair. Okay, they know that R. Kelly is going to tie them up on a fucking chair okay. and do crazy shit. All right, that's that's where Yikes. I kind of draw the line on that one. I'll. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. Not no. No, absolutely. It doesn't not. make it okay. They've it's their church. I, I don't know what to tell you. So uh, if Jesus is involved, so is so if R. Kelly was Jesus, it would be okay? Like is that how this works? Well, I, I don't want to get is, into why, why is why R. Getting Kelly it? getting roped in here? Yeah, I don't understand. Uh so Florida College, there's a lot of USF ties to Florida College. Their former head coach, Rob Mitchell, was coached 
at Chamberlain High School by Doug Applin, who was one of the best players in the early years of USF men's basketball. Um, he dropped 38 or 37 against UCF in a game where there were no three-point shots in the mid-70s. He nice. led the team in steals in like 74. Like the dude could shoot lights out. Uh, I believe it was, uh, I had a story on him a couple years ago that I was going to write for the daily stampede, but then I dropped my phone in the toilet and it (laughs) ruined the audio. I couldn't open my phone again, but he told me, uh, chip Connors was his his head coach. I believe it was chip Connors. Who's the guy that died of a heart attack? Chip Connor. 55% of America. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the guy? Who's the guy before him? Or the guy right after. Lee Rose? Mm, I can't remember. I, I believe I want to say it was Chip Connor who Doug Applin dunked the ball. Chip Connor stopped the practice and said, why people don't dunk like that? Do not do that again. Huh. In the middle of practice. Like the Applin was nuts. But I, I want to say just how excited I am for this. Our podcast sponsor is probably going to bring his family and his two kids, and we're going to make a thing of it because this is awesome. He, this is great time all around. Uh, so the last time USF played Florida College in any sport, the women's soccer team played Florida College earlier this year because in a similar situation, they needed to make up a game and they needed mm-hmm. an emergency opponent. What's the final score of that game? 11 to nothing. It helped secure the scoring title for the Bulls or for Evelyn uh, Viennes uh, because it, the game counted for USF, but was an exhibition for Florida College. It's the same thing here. Now, when I, I, I you know, I fleshed this story out three ways to Sunday for over yeah. a week. I, f- I found about this last week. I, I think we yeah. can be. Yeah. That's fair. I, and actually, I think we knew about this even before that. Cause we knew, yeah, we knew, we knew Charlotte was not going to reschedule. And right. the reason why Charlotte's not rescheduling is perfectly legitimate and fair. Uh, they do have these dates open. They were looking at the 19th or the 20th, but here's the thing. Conference USA starts their flex scheduling where right. they break up the teams into pods where the top four teams are in a pod, the middle four, and then the last or the middle five, and then the last four are in a pod together. So they all play each other. It's a way for the conference, the conference's four best teams to get good wins against good opponents instead right. of, you know, you're playing just the random you're playing two lane twice at the last half of the year when you are Houston it doesn't really help you going forward it's a really cool way of scheduling the only other league in the world that I've ever seen that does this is the Scottish Premier League where they split like halfway through the season and then the top six and the bottom six split and you play if you're in the top six you play the balance of the other five teams. And then if you're in the bottom, you're, you fight relegation from the bottom six. Yep. So it's really the only other league in the world that does this. It was really smart by CUSA to do it, to try and get more auto bit or to get more correct at, at large. Um, so really good job by them, but unfortunately it kind of screwed USF. Correct. Because they don't know who as the day of scheduling, they did not know who, where they would be traveling to. They did. Uh, I believe they knew they were going to be on the road, but they didn't know where on the road and that's a whole travel logistics kind of on the fly is a whole, that's a whole different thing so usf they wanted another opponent because no matter how this team is very good they're 15 to 6 5 and 4 in the conference this team is still very young any game any in-game experience is vital which is why bg Michael Kelly have they tried so hard to make sure that this they got this game in uh and 
to make one thing perfectly clear, it will not affect the net rating. It will not do it. Everything is kosher, copacetic, free admission, parking for fans. Uh, pretty much any seat, I would assume, except for like the floor. It's all general admission. Uh, at After the game, the reason why the game's at four is because after the game, USF hosts Florida in baseball. So you can just skid out right across the street and watch the baseball game. So it, it's a nice little two-sport doubleheader uh, to have. And then <clears throat> the really interesting thing, it's USF didn't want to schedule this game if they didn't have to. Correct. And USF petitioned the NCAA to have their exhibition game against the University of Tampa count as a real game due to the extenuating circumstances of the winter storm that knocked out this game. The NCAA said no because they didn't want to set a precedent for other schools to use this precedent as gamesmanship gamesmanship opportunities in the future. So you wouldn't manipulate the schedule. Let's say you had the opportunity to cancel a good game and then like retroactively add the exhibition and nobody cares, but you do it in the middle of the season because you don't really want to play somebody. This sounds like very Virginia tech. This sounds very like USF baseball, not being able to turn off the sprinklers last year. Exactly. So that kind of stuff, um, seems like, uh, seems like this was a way to go. And I, I understand the NCAA's point of view. It sucks for USF. I kind of get it. Um, we better pace this team by and and really run up some numbers. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, Florida College is in the first year. They they were at the NC or NJCCA, uh, the National Junior College Association. They've moved up to NAIA. This is their first year in the the conference in the league. They're eleven and twelve, five and ten in their Southern uh, States Athletic Conference. Um, they do have five players and scoring in double figures. They average over 85 points a game. The, as I mentioned, Matt Simpson, he's averaging 12 points on 58% shooting from the floor. He's a 50, 40, 85 guy from the floor. The, the, the dude can shoot lights out. I watched his highlight tape today. He's crafty as hell. Uh, he's like six foot. Crafty on the mic. Crafty. He's crafty. Just my type. I like it. They're like, if he plays well for the next two years, he can get an associate's degree and he could make transfer a, down the road. Exactly. He could, he could transfer somewhere better. And I think that's, there's a guy from Youngstown state that's on this roster. There's some talent here. Um, they just, they really helped us out. Shout out to Florida. You cannot, because they kind of know what's going to happen. They knew what happened. They knew this was going to happen with women's soccer and they still did it. It's a, it's a doing a neighboring school is solid and you can't really fault them for that. Thanks for Florida college. Cut the check. Enjoy, enjoy your money. Um, let's all have fun at the foam dome and then go watch, um, USF and UF baseball. Way more worried about the fact that we got a game tomorrow night that we need to win. Correct. USF travels to Dallas to face, uh, the SMU Mustangs and former point guard, Jamal McMurray McBuckets. Yeah, man. What a, that was, that sucked. When he left after that South Carolina game two years ago, I was like, oh, God, this program. Thank God we don't have a program. <laughs> That's really what it came down to. It, that, I think that may have been the low point in the whole Orlando Antigua, Murray Bartow. Not when they left the players at the airport? No, well... That's that was under point. that was Murray Bartow's watch, so that's his oh. fault. That's on him. That's on actually it's on Murray's staff that he did not hire because he got 
thrown in the job in the middle of the season. And Murray doing a hell of a job at UCLA this year. Give him props for that. Great Psych. job, Murray. He's lost like five games in a row. Yeah, but they, dude, he has no team. Like the fact that he won two when he started is pretty amazing. I don't, I don't like his chances to keep the job though. By the way, wet fart. That's yeah. that's what I feel yeah. about that. Um, so going forward, uh, women's basketball. I think they're playing right now. They're facing Tulane. What is the score there, my friend? Uh, thirty-six, thirty-five, USF. At the end of the fourth or end of the third. The end of the third. All right. Well, another close game. I mean, USF. They had UCF over the weekend. That was brutal. That was a brutal game to watch. That was not a traveling. The college refs suck again. Women's um, basketball refs are probably worth a margin of error of at least, I don't know, 17% either way. So if you're like 65% to win the refs, it's just as good as being 35% to win because the refs on both sides are just going to absolutely make the decisions in a close game. Yep, it absolutely. Just that game was, I thought it was actually pretty well officiated because they were consistent. They were calling the travel all day, but... And both ways. But the problem was, is on the one where you slow it down at the end, clearly not a travel. And she got fouled on the going up. For, so if Raider makes both free throws there, it's a tie game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it was great to have Alyssa Raider back after missing five games due to concussion. She had 18 points off the bench. Was a real nice spark for this team that has struggled to score uh, in the absence of Kit, Laura, Beatrice, me, you. Your mom. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, Courtney. It's so, been look. I love that team more than and as much as anyone, and I think they're terrific. And I'm still going to go with them to Mohegan. Um, but man, what they've been through this year is just criminal and awful. So yep. we're going to reform. We'll reform. Um, uh, man, I just, I feel bad for Jose. That's really what it comes down I'll to. Do. Um, but God damn it. All of these players getting all of these, all of this run this year, if they can bring it back next year and if somehow they can get kit to come back, they're going to be, that's a top 10 team next year. Who, who, who do we have to talk to about, uh, opening their wallet? Thick envelopes, baby. Somebody slide that girl, some thick envelopes. I mean, I mean the money she's going to make, it's going to be year league because Sure. She's, she's a, not going to make any money in WNBA, even if she's a top 10 pick. Well, the difference with the WNBA is that you don't just get your salary. You also have other financial opportunities, marketing, you know, crossover, stuff like that. So there's ways that those girls can make some money outside of their salary. Um, and there's also a new union push with the WNBA to help increase salaries as well. So it's something that she'd want to probably partake in. But um, and let's face it, she's not Diana Taurasi who gets paid to sit out the WNBA season by her Russian team. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. want her rested for the next upcoming season. And I think Tarasi's making seven figures, like deep seven figures in Russia. Well, she's the goat. She's the goat. So Kit is terrific. She's is not, she the goat? No. Lisa? Kit is not. Who is? Lisa? Lisa. Leslie? The Sue goat Bird? women's basketball. So if you ask the old school people, they say this, the goat is still Cheryl Miller. Like when she was yeah. at UCLA, I mean, she was kind she was, of super goat. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. And Maya Moore said she's not going to play the WNBA this year. She, she's going to focus on her ministry work. God bless her. Um, that girl in college, man, alive. That was, oh, she was so good. <laughs> those mid 2000 UConn teams. Oh, I watched all of them and they were just unbelievable. Um, those mid 2000 teams versus um, Pat Summit's Vols were, those were great games. Yeah. Fantastic absolutely. basketball. So, um, 
I mean, Candace Parker is still very, very good. I, I will. Yeah, never I think get she's it. had two kids and still had, oh. is still putting up 20 points a game. I will never get over not going to see Candace Parker's first dunk in the NCAA tournament because my boss wanted the car that day. I'll never forget. I was I was USF played that where we were the last game that session. It was a four game session at Old Dominion. Candace Parker, the first dunk in the NCAA tournament. And I didn't go to the early session because my boss took the car to go take out some donor. I'm still not over it. That was like literally 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. Damn it. But yeah, CP3 the goat. Yeah. She's. She was always, the, I think she was like my first, her and Maya were my first uh, foray into women's basketball. I was like, shit, there's some ballers. I'm a Sue Bird though. Like if you're going to, if you're going to have the good conversation, I think it starts at Tarasi, but like, then if you kind of go by position, I, I would, I'd put Sue second just because she could get to the rim. She could shoot it and just so ridiculous getting other people involved. Like yeah. playmaker of playmaker. It's oh, going to be Brianna Stewart, though, right? Stewie's, Stewie's going to be the best player. She's the goat. She's going to be. You're, you're not supposed to be 6'5 and be three. Yeah. Like, you're nuts. That's not fair. <laughs> so, yeah. Stewie's going to end up being the best player of all time. Uh, I just want to transition back to men's basketball. I wrote a story uh, last night, posted this morning. Uh, LaQuincy LaRudeau is on the verge of making USF history. He's tied Leon Smith's single season record for steals with 68 and and he did it in 21 games. But his next steal tomorrow or today when you hear the podcast, he will have, he will hold the season record. Leon Smith's uh, record happened in during the 1973-74 season. It's been 45 years. The two years that USF existed prior to this season, they did not track steals. Wow. Really? What year yeah. did they start tracking steals? 73-74. No kidding. Huh. Things you learn. Imagine like, you know, basketball's creating like this is really cool. Hey, we should we should we should call us that thing where you take the ball away and you did it did a steal. Like you're stealing something. Yeah, we should call that a stat. I always thought that was funny the same with sacks. Yeah. Like they didn't it was just a you know, to tackle, not even or I guess it might have been a TFL, but when they did sacks, it's like we should call that something. Sacks. Hey, we should give stats to offensive linemen. Like uh yeah, um pancake. Yeah, they they like food, right? Pancake. Sorry. It, it, it blows podcast. my mind that steals and blocks were just never tracked and rebounds like for a good chunk of like the first like 15 years of the NBA just never tracked. It was just right. points, assists. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? Assists is even a weird one too, because sometimes it's like, oh, I pass it to somebody. It's not necessarily like they're going for the ball, but you give it an assist. That seems like something that needs to be kind of. The NBA, the, the rules, the out. rules for assists have gotten super lax there. I mean, you could do a Gretzky, a Gretzky assist and still get credit for the assist in the NBA. So it, it's, it's so real. You can take like four and a half bounces when it used to be like you could take a dribble. And so the difference is with the NBA is not all the games are on tape, at least with the NFL, they can go back and like they went back and looked at Deacon Jones and pulled all his old sacks. Mm-hmm. Cause literally every NFL game ever is on tape. So that's not the case with the NBA. So that's job. Ever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, NFL films, good work. If you can, oh yeah, the Sables, yeah, they they crushed it. Um, so LaQuincy's been doing this whole just pickpocketing people, taking people's cookies for his entire college career. At Gardner Webb, before he transferred to USF, his last year there, he was the first person in Big South history to have over 150 rebounds. He had a 189, 150 assists. He had 171, and he had 100 steals. At Gardner, this is D one basketball. It's low D one, but it's still D one basketball. 
he had 100 steals in a season. And then his freshman year, he just had 67 steals. So his first two years at Gardner-Webb, plus this year already, he would already have the USF record for steals in a career. And there's still 13 games left this year and another 33 next year. Right. Uh, the the guy's ridiculous. And we've seen the defensive turnaround. Uh, even in just opposing shooting percentages, it's insane. Opponents are shooting 40.7% against USF this year. They were shooting about 46 last year. And one year, it's completely changed. Him, David Collins, Alexis Yetna have just changed the culture. Michael Durr has been very good. And the, these guys are long, they're lanky, they get after it. And they and, play their asses off. Yeah. And I, I found this stat pretty crazy. Uh, if it weren't for Redu's ridiculous season in the steals department with his 3.24 steals per game... David Collins, 2.28 steals per game would be the best in USF history since Cedric Smith averaged 2.2 steals per game during the 98-99 season. What up, Ced? It's my guy. Love that dude. So, it, it, this defensively, this team is phenomenal. And They're it, amazing. There's so many shades of the 2011-2012 team. It's ridiculous. But they also play a fun brand of offensive mm-hmm. basketball, too. So, so, the difference is, is that the 2012 team definitely beat some better opponents by this point. Well, I mean, you got to take the conference into account. Here's the thing. And we just started the program. So it is, it is. And we just, just start the program. Here's the thing. 2020. I am already clearing out the weekend because the first weekend I am going wherever this team goes, to the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Cause this team is absolutely going to the NCAA tournament next year. And I cannot wait. I'm excited. Um, I want to see who they, who else they bring in to add to this, you know, especially in a sport like basketball, because I think they're going to be able to keep everybody they got. And with TJ Line graduating, and I think they have an extra spot open anyway. So I think they have two spots available. See who they can get to fill in. Um, I, I think you got to go just pure spot up corner shooters. They got drivers, they got defenders, they got all that. They need the guy who can stand in the corner and just consistently the Ray Allen, you know what I mean? Defend a little bit, but really you're out there to knock the ball, put the ball in the hoop from more than 20 feet away. And not Justin Brown. He can, he can evolve into that. He's going to get better. That's the thing. The babies, the freaking babies out there getting is a freaking freshman. And do we have any update on his status day to day, day to day in a way, aren't we all? Yes. Um, (laughs) so but like they, there's just I, I could not love this team anymore. It, it has renewed my faith in USF basketball, which was honestly gone, like just completely gone and, and deservedly so, because this program has shown zero evidence that it can sustain anything. But man alive, you got a team this young that plays this hard, that's this engaging, that's this fun. Great kids. Man, the Brian Gregory statue better be made out of like a really nice metal. Yeah, because absolutely. It's got to happen. Um, let's take some quick ask TDS questions. This is from, uh, at USF underscore green and gold. Why isn't the IPF and OCS funded with a portion of the school revenue? Cause that's illegal. Why does it have to be donors? Because it's illegal. Cause it's illegal. Um, you can't, um, you can borrow against, um, future revenue streams 
to build a facility. Um, There's not so, many of them. But there aren't enough of them. Like, so, so if you have a pouring contract, let's say you have a pouring contract with Coke or Pepsi, they guarantee you X amount of dollars to your athletic program every year. You can then borrow against that and put a shovel on the ground. That's allowed. And you borrow against it from your own foundation at 4% or 4 point something percent. You can do that. But you're not allowed to divert um, academic dollars or student tuition dollars towards an athletic program that's just not allowed in the state of Florida. It's never stopped UCF, but um, it is technically illegal, so we're not going to do that. Yep. So there you go. Um, uh, this is from Eric Colson along the same lines. Uh, is there any headway on either a new information to come to light about breaking ground in the foreseeable future? I think you'll see a shovel on the ground in 2019. That's interesting. Fair. You think that's interesting? I thought that was kind of like accepted. Like they're going to put shovel on the ground here. It's going to happen before the end of 2009. By December 31st, 2019, you're going to at least do the thing where everybody stands and like smiles and puts a shovel with an inscription on and it. And you know who's not going to be there? That would be Judy Lynn Genshaft. That's her middle name? Yeah. Rocky and Tux will be there though. Rocky and a tux might or, be there or in a hard football. hat. Probably wear a hard hat. Hard hat. So, Rocky is um, very good about dressing appropriately for occasions. And, uh, he has a second part about recruiting. Why hasn't he recruited the Tampa Bay area? That is actually something I'd really like to know. Cause the last guy that was really going away from the Tampa Bay area was, uh, Lewis. What's Lewis Skip Holtz's middle name? Lewis. Antichrist, I think. What? Antichrist. Lewis Antichrist Holt. He was the last guy who really thought about recruiting heavily outside the Tampa Bay area, which is really not a good sign for this program. Nathan, you have your hand up at the podcast. Yes, I do. Uh, so some insight mm. uh, spoke to some high school coaches in the area mm. because I'm a journalist and that's what we do. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's just not a priority. That's bad. And it's not because the guy who recruits the Bay Area doesn't want them. It's just not a priority. So Broward, Miami, Dade, Duval, Georgia, okay, Orlando, Orlando, really. I am okay with anywhere in the state of Florida. One guy from Hillsborough County this year. Not good enough. Leo Parker from Plant. That's not it. Enough. Not good enough. That is it. He's going to be good, though. He's going to be good. Raymond Collins from Largo. He's the Piesman Trophy candidate. Bay made. Hillsborough County. You've got Armwood. Plant. Plant. Hillsborough. Chamberlain's very good now. They missed the playoffs because their previous two years, the way that FHSAA does their playoff seating is stupid, and they missed it because they were bad four years ago. They um, went, I think they went eight and two or nine and one or something like that. If it. I recall correctly, didn't. Uh, at Charlie's opening presser, he named uh, he named oh he named Sean Callahan who was at uh, Armwood. He named Robert Weiner who is at Plant. He named Earl at Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows you know Gaithers uh, has a pretty good football team. They've put out some prospects. Donovan uh, Donovan. Well, I'm blanking on his last name. Jennings. Sorry, left tackles from Gaither. Uh, I mean Sickles, former quarterback Chris Holodokin from Sickles. Uh, even Wharton, like New Tampa, but Wharton, like Wharton, go get those kids. Wesley Chapel. Yeah. I mean, there's still Lando Lakes. It's freaking Pasco County. You're going to get some hog mollies up there. That's it. They don't have nothing to do but eat. Exactly. Because it's in Pasco County. I take a shot there. I took a shot there. Uh, yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Bruce Hector. Jefferson. 
Oh, uh, Andre Davis. The last Chamberlain graduate to play in a game for USF was Edner Alson in 2007. Wow. Wow. He came in the same class as Carlton Mitchell. Jesus. Uh, the Guy Toff Award winner in 2009 was from Chamberlain. He went to Auburn, Dante Acock. He transferred to USF. Skip wanted to be a fullback. Dante said, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to stop Skip. playing football. And he moved to China, got married, and is teaching English to uh, Chinese kids now. Oh, good for him. I saw him a couple months ago. Uh, wow, that's yeah, that's really good journalism right that's there by him. <laughs> yep, I, he's one. He's like one of my best friends. So there's also that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I mean, he was recruited by Auburn. He want he uh, Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech wanted to be the quarterback because Chamberlain ran the triple option. Everyone else wanted a running back. South Carolina, they took Jarvis Giles instead. That didn't work out there. So I mean, how does Ventrell Bryant go from Jefferson? Ends up being all super world stuff. He was a he was freaking temp. He was he was though. completely overlooked. I think he was a two star kid coming out of high school. You should probably find those kids. Probably. Even if you PWO them, you should probably find those kids because they're in your own backyard. Probably. Probably a good idea. Oh, speaking of PWOs, uh the the new the oh, what's his name? Christian Helms. Christian Helms. Mm-hmm. He's been made. He is been made. From Sefner. You're not supposed to be taking a lot of PWOs from out of state. That's not really how its process works generally. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's a problem. Yeah. It needs to be addressed swiftly. And it's top bottom, top down. That's, I mean, that's true. From what I've heard, it's it's a top down thing. It's not a priority. They want their Miami guys, their Duval guys. And, uh, and USF the two guys who recruited Miami, not with the program anymore. Then you know who's still with the program? The guy who recruits Tampa. So recruiting Miami should absolutely be a part of this program. Absolutely. You, I mean, you need those kids. You Quint, need 305 the, kids. The GOAT. 100%. The GOAT. The GOAT. I the mean, goat. and not just the GOAT, but like there's a million. Like, and also Quentin Flowers, because the GOAT is obviously a Neilio Nadelman. Ah. Right. Like you have to be able to recruit the three counties down there. That's a hundred percent needs to be part of the process, but you start in your own backyard. Last week, they, every single coach was in South Florida recruiting. Gibbs, Largo, get them, get them all. Countryside, Mike Love. Countryside. I mean, it's gotta happen. Gotta happen. You, no USF per, and, and this Clearwater, is Clearwater. Uh, Donnie Abraham coach there. I think Micah went there for a little bit. The Donnie's Lake. son. And then uh, Devin went to East Lake. Uh, George Campbell went to East Lake. Um, Mitchell Wilcox, Tarpon. Tarpon. North um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, Lakewood, I, I, MVS. How did he get out of this? MVS, Rodney Adams, the Griffin brothers. How do they get out of the Bay Area? Can't happen. You, you want to know how those guys got out? Guess who's the coach previously? Markwell Blackwell. Right. Oh, Skip Holtz is what you're going for. Lewis. I thought Lewis. I'm pretty sure the timeline adds up. Yeah. yeah. Right. MVS was, yeah, I think it's close. Maybe even Willie's first year. But those guys get out and then they come back, except Keep. for the Griffins. So, and it's, and this applies to basketball too. Like all the basketball guys always say, we got to get the local kids. We got to get the little kids. I'm less worried about it with basketball because you're only taking three, four kids a year. So you just sort of take the three, four best kids you can get. That's fine. And Tampa Bay's too, like it, with Tampa Bay basketball, there's, it's just like the, every year it's typically just like the one guy from Berkeley or the one guy from TC. Right. There, there's not three or four guys. Correct. You don't um, need to be getting them all, I mean, but you need to get one or two. You're I, they're not. They're not going to get it. It's just one of those things. USF basketball is not, and probably will never be, 
a destination for the top Bay Area talents. Like John Henson transferred to mm-hmm. Sickles my senior year just to play at Sickles, and then he was out. Sure. And, uh, and, Kevin and Knox was, he was, I mean, but we also, never. and we actually talked about this with Brian, uh, uh, Gregory, when he first got, when he first came here, we talked about Montverde and schools like that and, and bringing in kids from guys like we got to have those relationships in our own backyard. We got to get those kind of kids. But we also need to be focused on just kids in the Bay area. Um, they got to, you got to look nationally, but you also have to keep a real bridge locally too. And, um, that's less important in basketball though. In football, you know, the only way anyone's ever built a program here is with local kids. Yep. That goes to Jim Levitt. That goes to Willie Taggart. You have to have the homegrown kids. It's the only way you're going to win. Questions? Yep. More? Um, ooh, uh, uh, guesses on which players may stick around. I think, I mean, Darnell may be an obvious one, but he's in the transfer portal. And then from there, who honestly knows? Uh, we don't know. We've got some people on the case about figuring out who's still enrolled and who's not still enrolled. But we're working on it. Um, we'll know. We'll, we are working on this and we'll let you know when we do. Yep. Uh, this from Steve. Uh, rank the members of TDS in order of survivability if they were to be stranded on a desert island. I'm dead last, right? Well, I'm going with lost rules and Hurley survives the longest, right? Who's that? Uh, does anybody, did anybody watch Lost? No. no. Okay, never mind. Um, who is first one out on the island? <sighs> I think you make it the longest. Uh, on a desert, my ginger ass, man. Yeah, I would but there's shade there. They got trees. You know, you can get under. You, you can, still, you'll still get burnt. You still I'm get out. burnt. I'm dead last. Absolutely no, dead last. God, no, I'm worse. I'm, I'm so bougie. Come on. Who's man. like the craftiest, I guess? Like who can... Uh, Build makeshift weapons and find zero percent any. Of I, us. You know what? I think I, I think, probably, I think it'd bad. be like Jamie. No, he, no, God, no, he's dead. He's already dead. <laughs> We're having this conversation. Jamie is dead. Look, I, I I love the kid. We've been friends a really long time. Um, Jamie on any sort of desert. You think you're pasty? He's way pastier than you're. He's ass. crafty. No, he's not. No, he he got what is going on today. It drowns himself in the ocean. <laughs> Honestly, swims out. All right, and just never comes. Carl. Back. Carl actually, I think, could make it longer than most. I feel of like us. the answer is always he, Ryan. He's the most athletic. He's he, I, Ryan, he's the smartest. Actually, he's, no, I think Ryan does well. Um, Stieg probably dies fairly. He probably does something stupid. Yeah, Stieg will try. Stieg will come up with some scheme, and it will just fail miserably. You know, like get up, yeah. Stieg is like uh, what's his name who got voted off on? Um, like when David Sampson from the Marlins got voted off on Survivor first. That's Stieg. He's that guy. <laughs> He'd scream Duval or sing Duval. Right? Yeah. Or trying to get us to all sing Toto by Africa, and then we all kill yeah, him. something like that. Something. Yeah. Vito, how do you think you do? <sighs> Surviving? I don't know. You're up there on my list. I think you, you're definitely top. You're definitely upper half. I, I feel like I could run. I can climb. I can do that kind of stuff. But yeah. when it comes to like makeshift weapons and trying to, you know, make I can make I can, I can make a weapon for sure. Absolutely. I could definitely make a weapon. It might end up being like teams like, OK, these few people decide that, hey, going interior into the islands, the better option. This team decides to go out on the beach. Which team do like which has the best teammates to make what needs to happen happen? In that world, I don't know. Possibly, all I know is Jamie drowns himself first, for sure. He <laughs> runs out of the water, just you know, 
kills himself. Um, okay, uh, this is from Heath. I, this, I think this is going to be our last one. Sorry, guys, if I missed anything else. Uh, this is from Heath. Take someone on the basketball team and make them a starter on the football team. Who is he and what position is he playing? Great question. I have my answer. I was thinking about it for a while. Okay. Do I name position or just say someone who yeah. thinks athletic? The player and what position they'd play. Okay, what's yours? Mine is LaQuincy Redoux in the Jamie Bird, Dietrich Nichols, striker, hybrid, nickel corner position. Okay. I, I think he would. Got nose of the ball. Exactly. I don't like, think he's fleet of foot enough. I think he's more crafty than fast. And, and that position requires like a certain. Was Jamie Bird fast? I think he ran like a five flat 40. But he it requires a certain amount of base athleticism. Are you I think, sure? Oh, dude, he, he can was, definitely take a hit because that kid's thick. So I he think, can definitely let I think Jamie was slow as shit at his, on his, in his 40. That's why he didn't get picked up anywhere for no training camps or anything, which sucks because that kid was awesome. I'm I telling will, you, LaQuincy's my pick. He, Honey Badger. It's Honey Badger time. So I'm going to go a little off the board here. You think big Nick can catch anything? Cause as a tight end, that kid's going to be a, a freaking beast. He's a pretty big guy. He's a big dude who can, why not just get, sorry, Nick, why don't you just get the better version of him? And take Antoon. Um, <laughs> isn't Antoon, well, I, they're literally they're well, the same Nick's per, seven footer. So is he bigger? Oh, is he, okay. is he that big? Yeah, I thought it was like okay. All right, yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I, it's just for like wide receivers. The kids are just a little too. I I I kind of like Justin Brown too. As like a as like an LB as like a rover. Yeah, that kid. Like, he, yeah, he's he's thicker than you think. Yeah, he's got it. Like you know, if you put Mayan Kerr out there on, on like as a one v one, you know offensive guy like first of all he's gonna have the huge long strides you can be like wow look at that kid blow by somebody and then he's gonna get freaking lit up by one it's, safety going over the middle yeah, it's my my curve uh, i think running down like a football field is like phoebe running in the park and friends if you guys <laughs> that that is a deep cut of friends <laughs> of how phoebe runs and and then when he figures it out it's like forrest gump figuring out how to run and he becomes the fastest man alive okay all right that's fair I'm going to go with Justin Brown, um, but it's close. And I think eventually it might be Yetna. Like Yetna as like a, I don't know, like he, what is he, 6'9? 6'8? 6'8, 6'9? 230? Yeah. I mean, he's not super fleet. He's he's more quick than, than fast, but like. I mean, at that, that size, body, he, he could be body. a tight end. He could be. Sure. Yeah. If he likes contact, yeah. I think he so, does. Yeah. Well, we'll see. All right. Good question, though. Fantastic question. Um, I think that's it for us tonight. Um, USF.edu slash. There's a link in the description. It's USFalumni.org slash G3. Go buy your tickets. It's going to be a super event. I'm going to dress fancy. I got friends coming in from everywhere. We're all going to be fancy. We're all going to be super drunk. Uh, Nate's going to be there, too. Um, Vito, you coming? If I went solo, is that weird? No, not at USF all. Because no, I got a bunch of people going as a group that we're all going like as a group of friends. Some are going as dates, some aren't, but we're all going as like a group. It's going to be fantastic. Like it's really going to be a good event and it's a really good idea and it's a great way to support the university to stay close to it um, and to see what everything's going on. And you can see like all of your old friends and that girl you had a crush on in, in English 101 a billion years ago. She might be there too. 
That's that's very true. I will be there, and if I and when it, when it's the slow dance time, and you know Molly's at work, I'll find a penguin or something. Penguins are going to be cool. We'll yep, go high five. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Bluminati podcast. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.